Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, H Town? Welcome to an abbreviated episode. We'll call it 15 and a half. Uh, of the Believe in Astros podcast here on the Believe Podcasting Network. I'm Jeff Balky uh, with, as always, Jeff Blum, uh, Blummer, um, in the middle of an Oakland series right now, uh, in town, getting ready to hit your last road series of the year. Um, so let's just start by saying this. I'm pretty sure Jordan ha- Jordan's hands are okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Did you see that last night? Three yes. bombs. I mean, and, and poor Adrian Martinez, who had to give up all three bombs. So the and a first fourth. time in Yeah. So the first time in Astros history, you have got a guy in Jordan Alvarez to hit three home runs off the same pitcher in the same game in franchise history. So this team, this pitching staff, this offense continue to make history, but Jordan Alvarez in that ball game literally left me speechless like the first two home runs i'm impressed 434 431 as far as distance and then he absolutely obliterates that third one at 464 and i had to sit back in my chair and just stare at tk going what the hell just happened i mean 464 i was like i was like good grief jordan that ball has a family i mean he (laughs) just he just destroyed that thing Yes, he did. That thing is now officially lopsided. It'll be easier for whoever the fan was to set it on the shelf because it won't move because of that one side is just flat. I mean, in the ballpark, too, I don't know. If fans who don't get to go to the ballpark at all or very often, the one thing you can tell when you do go is there is a sound that a home run makes. Like when you hit a ball, and it makes a, like a very distinct sound. And when you hit it that far and that hard, the last time I saw Jordan hit a home run was earlier this year against the Rangers. And that one was, you know, 405, something very modest or whatever. Yeah, just a, you know, <laughs> flick of the wrist. But that ball, you could hit, the minute it came off his bat, it sounded like the entire ball like exploded. And I feel like, uh, I mean, that must have been an incredible sound to hear that. I mean, never mind to watch it go 464 feet. No, it's literally explosive in every sense of the word, you know, both uh, audibly and visually, because sitting where we sit in Minute Maid Park, we've probably got one of the best seats in the house right behind that club section, behind home plate. And to see the ball jump off his bat and elevate as quickly as it does, it's nothing short of remarkable. It's nothing short of speechless. You know, I played an era with Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Mm -hmm. Barry Bonds, and those guys would hit prodigious shots and it'd be a lot of fun to watch. And Jordan Alvarez for me, much like Aaron Judge, I'm sure for Yankee fans, it emulates what that experience was like. So I'm just absolutely in love with the fact that he is going to be an Astro for the next six years and be doing that on a uh, consistent basis. And if he does keep this up, I tweeted this out to a fan the other day. If he keeps this up and keeps this pace year in, year out, he is mm-hmm. going to go down as one of the best hitters of, of in my top five all time. That's incredible. And by the way, not to pimp you too much as Blumstradamus, but it was you <laughs> who said yeah. not long ago, just a couple of weeks ago, that you felt like he was going to bust out of his slump and he was going to start hitting home runs. I'm sure you probably didn't think he was going to do it all in a single game against... <laughs> One poor bastard pitcher, yeah. but uh, but yeah, I mean, you were right on top of it. You said you could see him coming around, and you could see the the swings getting better. And so, you know, hats off. 
I appreciate that. But that's also a luxury of my job, also getting to stand behind the cage, you yeah. know, during that time that he was coming back from a couple of days off to see how that wrist was going. And just there's a certain there's a certain bat path that he takes and there's a certain explosiveness, maybe about seven or eight inches before contact where you can really see the hands work. And I just had a feeling that it was coming. And then there's a little bit of uh, disdain for the baseball, obviously. But there's also a little bit <laughs> of, oh, yeah, remember me kind of swing now that Jordan is taking going. Yeah, I had a little bit of a slump, but I'm back. It's funny, too, because he's such a soft-spoken guy. And, yeah. you know, he's not he's not demonstrative in any way. I mean, you know, and uh, but it did feel a bit like, uh, you know, coming back and being like, let's not be too hasty on talking about my demise here or talking about, mm -hmm. and the fact that he said something about his hands to me was really notable. It's like, listen, it's not my hands. I'm fine. And then the very next game he comes out and just is like, just in case you were wondering what I was talking about, everything's good. And as long as things are good with him, things are good with the Astros when he hits and let's not, set aside the fact that Justin Verlander, <laughs> no hit return. through five. I mean, good <laughs> grief. And then there's, to me at this point, he is far and away got to be the favorite for Cy yeah. Young. I mean, given his all of his stats and all of his numbers and just the fact that he's just game in and game out just dominating opposing hitting. It, it's amazing to me that his strikeout rate can go down compared to the last couple of years that he had been healthy and all of a sudden he's better. So he's using the defense behind him. His contact rate is up, but that doesn't matter. This guy still goes out there and absolutely tries to annihilate you. And the second that I say that, he went out and struck out nine in five innings, by the way. I know it's the Oakland A's. I know yeah. that they are the the league's worst hitting team against spin at 169 was the average coming into last <laughs> night. That'll change today. But right. he abused the fact. And that's what I love about him is that he he is relentless in his pursuit of being great, in yeah. being healthy, setting a standard, but also exposing weaknesses and absolutely just destroying other teams, uh, you know, any will to go out there and survive. But he's back. He is the Cy Young. I'm in complete agreement with you on that. Yeah. So I just want to dig in a little bit onto some of these rule changes that are coming for next year because yeah. I'm curious to get your opinion. Um, I think, you know, the obviously what they're trying to do is speed up the game and increase offense. That's what baseball wants. Um, and so that's what a lot of these rules, I thought it was very notable that the four pl uh, active players who were on the rules committee all voted against these uh, rules, which I thought was really interesting. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm curious to get your take. I mean, I, I don't, the base, to me, the least uh, sort of um, interesting is changing the size of the bases. I mean, it's, Maybe it'll result in a few more steals. Maybe it'll help cut down injuries, but that just seems pretty benign. But the pitch clock, the no stepping off, uh, and then certainly the shift seem to be a, the real big points of contention. What, what are your thoughts on those? I'm with you on the larger base. I, I think that they said it's going to decrease injury over there by 13%. I don't know if that's mm -hmm. enough for me to change the base. Mm -hmm. Um you know, there's still got to be contact in this game because it's played with human beings who are out there and they're fallible. Mm -hmm. And you got to be able to make the adjustment if you're the player. Uh, will it increase uh, stolen bases? Maybe because you're making the distance they're covering six inches shorter because that base is three inches closer to second base and second base is three inches closer to first base. 
Is it going to create more bang bang plays at first base, or is that runner going to be safe more often than not? Mm-hmm. Because that base is three inches closer to home plate. Right. So now when that guy lunges, he'll hit the base sooner. But at the same time, the first baseman is going to be three inches closer <laughs> to the throw. So I'm with you in the sense that that's kind of a wash for me, and I think it's going to be more interesting to actually physically and aesthetically see the bigger base out there. Right. You know, I, think I that's do what's too. Catch I'd, everybody off guard. I do too because they're going to. I mean. They're going to be pretty big. I mean, these are. I mean, play, bases are a decent size already, and I don't think people have mm-hmm. ever picked. If you've never picked one up, they're kind of heavy and bulky. Yeah. And like when you add more, now I know they're supposed to say they're going to be a little bit lower profile too, so they won't be quite as like, you know, tall or whatever. And that's part of the injury thing. But never, these are going to be huge. I mean, plates out yeah. there. Those are going to be pretty well, large. I made a joke the other day with TK. I'm like, you know, they used to, back in the day, they were literally like, you know, filled up with, you know, dirt or sand back yeah. in the day. They called them pillows. You know, when you're touching the pillows going around right. the bag. Now I'm wondering yeah. if Sealy Serta is going to have like a sponsorship <laughs> because now they're going to be, or Mattress Max going to jump up and sponsor every base because of the size of right. mattresses now. It's a me- memory foam. Little memory yeah. foam oh, bases. Oh, that'll be much nicer <laughs> to slide into. Yeah. Get some memory foam. What about yeah. the rest of it, though? I mean, the other things yeah. seem, re- they seem to be distinct I mean, other than like maybe lowering the mound or something like that. I mean, these are pretty significant rule changes that it, that are going to impact the game pretty substantially, I would think. Yeah. So, the well, we can start with the pitch clock, but I want everybody yeah. to understand that uh, you know the power, the people who have the power in the game felt that this game was getting a little too mechanical, a little too nerdy, a little too analytic, and they were kind of taking over the game. So they wanted to take it back. Get the get you know put the pitch clock in put uh, ban the shifts and take some of the analytics out of it and force these guys to play baseball a little bit. But the pitch clock for me is something that I can I can kind of get behind and I'm hearing mm-hmm. that guys are actually in favor of this. Now I've talked to a lot of people who have been to a minor league game. I have not yet with the pitch clock, so mm-hmm. I have no idea. But when they came back and said oh my gosh, it's so much fun. I can barely take my, you know, I I barely look at my phone and look up in time to see what pitch is coming. So I appreciate the fact that the pitch clock is in there. I also appreciate, this is where the data came in and I actually said, wow, that's a substantial difference. When it's 25 to 30 minutes being shaved off a clock and you're going from 305 (laughs) to 235, guess what? More butts in the seats, more eyes on my broadcast, because you can watch it at night before you have to wake up early the next day for work or school. That was the biggest thing for me. But I also do think it is going to increase, you know, the opportunity for the ball to be put in play more frequently just because you're forcing the game and the pace. And part of the love of the game and the traditionality of it is taking the time and being strategic and thinking through the process. Right. It's going to be tough to adjust, but these guys are good enough to adjust, and all that's going to do is speed up that process a little bit and yeah. force us as fans to think a little bit quicker too. Yeah, and I also think one thing that's great about it is, honestly, for the playoffs to me is where I think it'll make the most significant oh. difference. I mean, we have playoff games that are just on and on and on. And look, I love baseball, and I have friends who are like, no, I want it to go on and on. <laughs> you know, I want, it, I want yeah. to watch as long as I can. I'm like, this has got to be killing the average fan who's like, man, I cannot sit there for four, four and a half hours for who, like a nine-inning game. Who wants to watch the Red Sox and Yankees for four and a half hours on a Sunday night? No Not one. me. Nobody. Nobody. And it's just so much. It's like so long. So yeah, I'm with you on that. I think it'll be good. I wonder how much it's going to impact pitchers in terms of their ability to, you know, hit hit the zone 
consistently. Um, I mean, most, most of the Astros guys are pretty fast to the plate. We don't have a lot of guys that linger out there, but I do wonder like when, if, if they start throwing balls, you know, a lot of times it's like, Hey, let's just step off for a minute. Give myself a, a breather. They're not going to be able to do that. Cause even the step-offs are now being limited and the mound visits and all that. So I, it's, it's going to be real interesting to watch. I think you're right. A lot more balls in play probably. Yeah, it's going to force the pitchers to act a little more, uh, be a little more reactive than, yeah. than uh, you know, thinking about it too much. You know, it's going to put a lot of pressure on catchers, too. Oh, they're going yeah. to have to be able to have that. that game plan, and they're going to have to be able to react quickly and erase that last pitch and move on to the next pitch to make sure yeah. that you have enough time to to give the pitcher what he needs. If there's a guy on first base, you've got to give, if he's picking off, a mm-hmm. slide step and things like that. And then you've got to make sure that he has enough time to shake you and get to the next pitch that he wants to get to. Right. And then you also have the hitter. There's something I learned yesterday that the hitter has eight seconds to get back in the box. So you basically, I, if you're yeah. a pitcher, you have eight that eight second mark to 15 seconds to get rid of that baseball or 20 seconds, I believe with the runner on first base. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to think a little bit quicker, but there's also an emphasis on getting the hitter back in the box too. And the reason I asked that question and wanted to know how quickly that hitter had to be back in the box, because what if a pitcher can actually get the ball back quick enough, agree on the sign and throw it at nine seconds. If if I'm a hitter, I'm like, dude, this is moving way too fast. I'm freaking out. What the heck is going on? So yeah. there's also the flip side where the pitcher could right. actually speed it up even quicker and really keep guys off balance. So I'm kind of curious to see how it unfolds. But it, I, I do think it's it's the right idea. Yeah, I think it's going to be wild watching it, especially in spring training. I think some of the stuff that's going to happen <laughs> yeah. in spring, there's going to be some wild exchanges like, in spring training. Off, like There's going to be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is too fast for me. So what about the shift, though? I mean, the shift is already controversial. I mean, it's been around for quite a while now. But, it, it, you know, when the Baseball America uh, did a, a, a story about the, the, you know, the ban and the shift in the minor leagues and found like it did not impact hitting whatsoever that essentially averages and everything else was the same, even with the, even without the shift. So I've got to wonder, I mean, there are a lot of pull guys in lineups. I mean, the Astros have several of them, but what, I mean, what do you make of that? Well, so just off of what you just said right there, because I, I agree with the comment that is it really going to affect hitting? There's a couple of things. I think that averages will go up because you are going to open up the middle part of the field possibly. And obviously not having that guy play in shallow right field for left-handed hitters is definitely going to benefit them. You're going to find more base hits getting through the infield because you don't have the three guys on one side of the field. So I agree in the sense that the average will go up. My issue is none of these rules, any three of them, none of them are affected or going to affect the ability to make contact. That's the issue. These pitchers are too damn good right now, and hitters are taking way too big of swings and not caring about the strikeout. That contact rates have gone down, and hmm. that's these the shift isn't going to make Joey Gallo make more contact. <laughs> he is still going to make the same amount of contact, and Cody Bellinger is going to make the same amount of contact. Yeah. They're still going to swing and miss 30 40% of the time, which is mind-boggling no matter how right. good pitching is. But... Some of these some of these ground balls are going to sneak through, so their average may go from 200 to 210. I don't know. But the right. contact rate is where I think they really kind of missed the boat on this by banning the shift is the intention to get more hits, more action, but to get more hits, but you're not creating more action because you're not creating more contact. That's yeah. the issue I think they haven't addressed. How do you think you do that? 
Um, you move the mound back. You, you you know you do certain things to the pitcher to penalize them. You change the strike zone. You know instead mm. of giving that pitch up in the zone and force them to pitch a little bit down in the zone instead of flipping these curveballs at the top of the zone where you as a hitter it's tough to create an angle to go attack it yeah. and force them back down maybe about you know, middle of the belly or maybe at the waist down, I think that would affect contact and allow mm. these guys to get some better hitches, hit, pitches to hit. Because you know and I know, from Mike Trout to Joey Gallo, that chest part of the zone is a is a blind spot. They can't get it to it. But, uh, you know, they just want to swing at it, though. <laughs> oh, and, and that's the thing. And, and God bless the pitchers for going after him and attacking yes. him up there and getting those outs. I'm all for it. They found yeah. a, they found a window that they can enter and get you know take everything they need and get un, you know out of their unscathed. So I think it's great that they're abusing that. Yeah. But getting back to the shift, I think just unilaterally banning the shift was a bad idea. I think they could have had a nice medium and brought the infielders onto the dirt. And let them yeah. stand wherever they want. I think it's a little too extreme to just ban the shift and force them to stay on their side of the field. Yeah, I do think it was a little weird. Like, the, admittedly, there are some shifts that are kind of crazy. I mean, there are, there are some yeah, where it's outfield. where it's like at, where it's like almost everybody's on one side of the field, and it's like yeah. just nobody over here but the ball kid or whatever. I mean, it is a little. It does get a little weird at times. So yeah, and I could see maybe keeping them off the grass. I agree with you, but I feel like the shift. Like, I just don't think it's going to make that much difference. I just think mm-hmm. ultimately guys, like guys hit through the shift now. Um, yeah. Guys figure They're out ways hitters. to, yes, that's right. And I, and yeah. I, I think if anything, like you said, it'll pump up average for some guys, particularly guys who are light hitting already, but it's not mm-hmm. necessary. And by the way, let's be honest. Most guys aren't trying to hit ground balls anyway. Most guys are trying to elevate and drive the ball. They don't want to hit onto the ground because there's a greater chance it's going to get picked up by somebody and they're going to get thrown out. They want to hit the ball up and over the infield, not to it. So I think for the good hitters, it's not probably going to change much. I'm in agreement with you. Uh, I would love to see more contact. I think the shortening of the game is going to be fascinating to watch. I think it's going to be super fun. Um, I think it's going to really, like you said, it's going to make the experience better. I mean, there's a lot of people who, if you have to drive to go to an Astros game, and then you stay for the whole game, maybe you stay. Yeah. It's Friday night fireworks. Then you got it like me the other day when I got in a car with a uh, in an Uber with a guy who clearly didn't know where the hell he was going, and it took me like almost an <laughs> hour to get home. Right. So because you know I'm gonna have you know I'm gonna have a drink at the ballpark. I'm not gonna drive Good myself for, you for being responsible. So, by the way, absolutely, Cheers. no way. So so but here we are. So now it's like five. It's a five hour experience. Not that I don't. It wasn't fun, but my God, by the end of it, I just came home. It's like I gotta go straight to bed. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. too much of an old man for all of this. Stuff. Never mind if you have kids that you have to haul with you. I mean, the patience yeah. level of, of them. How old are your kids, Blummer? Oh, man, I've got a freshman who's 18 at Arkansas, and then I've got uh, triplet seniors who are 17. So, <laughs> so you're I've almost done, though. 17. You're almost out, though. They're almost well, out yeah, of the I'm house. I'm almost an empty nester, but my, it doesn't mean my payroll <laughs> shrinks. <laughs> right? College. Wow. Four college kids at once. Yeah. That just, man, God bless you. It's a good thing you played baseball. <laughs> oh, man, it's a real good thing. It, yeah, there's, there's a couple of playoff shares that are paying for college. That's the weddings I'm worried about. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. All yeah. right, Blummer. Well, thanks for thanks again. And um, I know we've got a, uh, got a game today. Hopefully we can just go through and pummel Oakland again. I still can't believe that we got beat by Oakland so many times early in the season. 
I mean, really, there was a sweep uh, in there somewhere, wasn't there? There was a sweep. I think the only. I think the was it the only road sweep of the year? I feel like it's something. It's something like that. Something so awkward. You're right. Yeah, it was so weird. And so you know, I feel like going and pummel them. But honestly, we've got Tampa Bay coming. Uh, that's going to be a real interesting challenge. Tampa Bay can't really hit, but man, they can pitch. And uh, it's going to be real interesting to see how the Astros hitters, especially now that they seem to be having an offensive resurgence, be real interesting to see how they do against that Tampa Bay pitching. Cause that's, that's some good pitching. And on this week, when we have our full episode, I want to get your opinion on who you would want to face in the first round I've read a couple things. Uh, Brian McTaggart had a real good uh, uh, thing uh, about it in his weekly column. So we'll dig into that this week. But uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, Find us on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify. Obviously, hit us up on Twitter. If you have questions for me, probably not for me, more for Blum than me. But, yeah, yeah, hit us up. Um, Hit us up on Twitter, and we'll uh, we'll answer questions for you next week. And... um, I'm not going to make it to the ballpark tonight, which means I won't be buying another hat because I can't seem to go to the ballpark without buying a new hat. And my wife is trying to understand what's wrong with me. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I also won't be eating a soft pretzel. Instead, I will be going to my uh, dear friends, Carmen and Rudy, their daughters, Quinceanera. Oh, um, tonight, my buddy Rudy, who is a massive sports fan and uh, probably will be trying to sneak peeks at the Astros score. Uh, in between dances. <laughs> so, oh, absolutely. Awesome. Uh, thanks, Plumber, and uh, we will see you this week. And thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.